There's a four pack special going on with the MyPillow 2.0. You can get four MyPillow 2.0s, regular price $260. You can get it for as low as 100 bucks with the Alphavets promo code. You can also get the Giza sheets as low as $30. You can get the six piece towel set for as low as $30 with the promo code. You can get a MyPillow Go Anywhere for as low as $12.99 with the promo code. But if you get the My Coffee, you can get the My Coffee for 50% off and get a free MyPillow Go Anywhere with the promo code. And there is a bunch of stuff on here, stuff for dogs, new swim, uh, beach gear, a lot of gear on here. The overstock sale going up to 80% off. So you can go ahead and go to MyPillow.com slash Alphavets and use our promo code Alphavets. You can also go to HopefullyHandmade.com, HopefullyHandmade.com. If you want some Alphavets gear, you can find some Alphavets gear. We got 11 products up right now. We got some shirts, some hoodies, some hats, all high quality, great gear. If you want to rep it, you can find it here at HopefullyHandmade.com. And we just want to thank you here at Alphavets for supporting us and sticking with us through this journey. We've been through multiple platforms and we're here on Rumble as of late. So you can follow us below on the channel and we will make sure we will do our best to always give you the truth. And we will always do it in God's name and always give him the glory for everything we do. So we thank you for being a part of Alphavets and let's continue on this journey together. How are we doing today? How are you? We appreciate um, you taking um, the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You know, just uh, one day at a time, right? Every day, I got to make every day count. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, we know you're a busy man. Uh, we know you got a lot going on. So we, again, we highly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to uh, speak with us. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. And appreciate what you guys are doing too. I mean, everybody that's out here these days, you know, has a message and, uh, and frankly, more than a message, but a responsibility. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, and there's obviously there's there's so much going on. And I know a lot of people, they want accountability. And it's, you know, given the potential corruption and existence of the two tier justice system within agencies like the DOJ, CIA, CIA FBI, um, how can we ensure accountability when those responsible for upholding the law may be implicated in the criminal activities themselves? Yeah, I, you know, I think for the type of accountability that the country requires uh, and the people of this country require and actually demand uh, at this stage is going to take uh, a new leader and, mm -hmm. and only, and that leader uh, for what, for the type of accountability that we require can only be the person who is in uh, who's in the Oval Office, who, who becomes the President of the United States. And I do think that, you know, in my in my so for me personally, uh, this is why I think that uh, Trump, uh, you know, if we're you know if we're if we're blessed here that he gets back into office because I know what he has learned, mm -hmm. and so that's that's one level of accountability that only the president of the United States can, can have, okay. Or can achieve and can demand. People tend to forget that when we say we have three equal branches of government, right? Mm -hmm. Judiciary, legislative, and executive. And that's a true statement. So if, you know, in your, for your, for the, you know, so that's the end of civics 101, right? For today. 
<laughs> three equal branches of government. At the federal level, though, we only have one president, one. And that president has extraordinary powers. And many times, excuse me, many times presidents exert powers for the first time ever. And that would be called, you know, that's so they set a precedent with the exertion of those powers, with those authorities that are given to them in the Constitution and given to them uh, by the power of the presidency. The vice president doesn't have it. The attorney general doesn't have it. The president of the Senate doesn't have it. The speaker of the House doesn't have it. Only the president. Now, let's take that down to a, a state level, right? States' rights. And, uh, and the 10th Amendment is, a, is an interesting amendment if you really dig into it. So governors have a similar, uh, a, a similar type of authority at the state level. And, and yet to me, when we talk, because I, I, I've been talking all day about elections, right, in 2024 election, you know, we have red state governors and blue state governors and, you know, and blue states, people that are red, you know, all that kind of nonsense. But we have governors who generally believe, and they'll tell you, they'll stand there and they'll say, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in our freedoms. I believe in our, you know, I, I believe that we have to hold people accountable. But okay, so you say to those governors, well, why aren't you? Why aren't you fixing the, 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 the one thing that makes you and I, uh, Israel, equal, right? right? And the one thing that makes us equal, and, you know, you guys served in the military. You know, you got generals and colonels and, and majors and, and, and corporals and sergeants and, and privates. You know, you're not equal in the military. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a wall that has to be maintained between the officer and the, and the enlisted. And the reason why is because you're going to, you're going to make decisions about a person's life and you know you get and you get to be too buddy buddy and i've had, i have great friends you know from the military but when you have to make those tough decisions well you know we we have people now at, at that are governors that are failing to make the decisions because they want everybody you know they they want to be liked by everybody right and one of the things we describe uh, myself and and sergeant boone cutler who's sergeant retired and, you know, in this book we wrote about fifth generation warfare, you know, we described this idea about the uniparty. Go governors have that same sort of authority, just not at the level that the president has. So a governor in a state, they have three equal branches of government, right, mm -hmm. within yep. the state. But, they're, but they, are, they are still, they have executive authority that they can do. They can take certain actions for the safety and security of the people of their state. So... When we have governors right now who are who are not fixing the election system, because the one thing that we, as I was saying, the one thing that makes us equal is our is the day when we go in to vote, right? Our vote equals the same. So whether you're, uh, you know, a rich guy, the richest man in the United States, or or a homeless guy but still registered to vote, living on the corner of Pete and Repeat, you know, you can still vote. Your vote is equal. It's equal on that day when it when and that's what. That's what makes the United States of America such a powerful country, because all of us at the same moment are equal because that's the way the Constitution was designed. That's the way our founders created this country under we the people. And we have, you know, we have uh, red state governors who are, I, to me, they're failing to raise this issue up high enough and say, we've got to fix this problem. There is a, something called a, a, a governor's association. There's a Democratic Governors Association, there's a Republican Governors Association, and then there's a Governors Association. The Republic Governors Association 
has not spent one iota on on saying to each other, let's go back to our states and let's fix our voting system. Let's come up with a way that we can vote where people feel confident that the outcome of the election was done fairly. Right now, and I think the latest poll I saw back about a month ago, where it's like 70 to 75% of the people in this country don't believe that the 2020 election was was uh, was proper, was done right. right. I mean, that, I mean that's, not, that's not just MAGA people. That's a lot of people. Those are those are people that, you know, that voted. They just don't people just don't feel like something that's supposed to happen, you know, in a very fair, open manner did. It did not happen that way. And, and you know, there's all kinds of examples and there's a lot of evidence out there now. So I, I um, you know, for your audience, uh, you know, because we're coming off of Independence Day weekend. Right. Right. And, and uh, you guys, you know, you probably have a lot of vets that watch watch. Um, your, your, this podcast. And mm-hmm. I appreciate everything you guys do. You know, you come off of, in, uh, of, of Independence Day weekend and we think about 1776 and we think about, you know, all of the sacrifices that were by the, by our founders and the American revolution. But you know that during that weekend in, in, uh, in it was 160 years ago, uh, this past weekend, but during that weekend, during the civil war, we, you know, we, we were fighting the, the, the battle of Gettysburg, right? right. That was yep. over the 4th of July weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, at the exact same time, we were also engaged in fighting what was called the siege of Vicksburg, the exact same weekend. Okay, and 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 you know Meade, Meade was up at the Battle of Gettysburg for the Union, and of course Meade against Lee. So and and it, and it was close to Washington, D.C. and and Lincoln went up there and gave the Gettysburg Address and all these different issues. So people tend to remember that. But the guy that came out of nowhere was a guy by the name of Ulysses S. Grant and another general by the name of Sherman. And though they were down in, in, the, in the boonies of Vicksburg. And I've been down, I've walked this battlefield a couple of times, actually, and, uh, and been to, been to uh, and, and was stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana. So I, I know that area very well. And, uh, and having walked that battlefield twice uh, in my life, one time with, with uh, a military group of people, which was really a great experience for me. But I also took my family there because I wanted them to see and feel what was happening. So a guy by the name of Grant is the, is the uh, general for, uh, for the Union forces there. And nobody pays any attention to that because it's the siege of Vicksburg. It, it happened over a, a relatively long period of time, but, it, but the meat of it happened during the same weekend as Gettysburg. And who was it that rose up to be the, 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 big, the, the leader that we needed on the battlefield was Ulysses S. Grant, not Meade. Who, who won the day, won the weekend at, at Gettysburg, you know, where, where Grant won the, won the siege of Vicksburg. And then he and, he and Sherman went on the march, you know, along the south to cut off all, the, all of the, the, the logistics and the lines of communications that the, that the uh, Union had or that the uh, Confederate forces had with the, with the, uh, the Army of, the, of Northern Virginia. It was a big deal. And to me, that's what's happened with a guy like Donald Trump. So I'm going to bring all this back to where am I going with this? A guy like Donald Trump rose out of a place like the siege of Vicksburg, like Grant did, right? Because Lincoln finally realized, I finally found my, the general that I needed. Because he was firing guys left and right. Because they, none of, they, they were, a lot of them got, wanted to get involved in politics. And, and they, were, they, they won certain things, but then they lost too much. All of a sudden, you get a guy like Grant who's like, we're going we're gonna to have victory at all costs, right? So Trump enters the political fray of this country 
And he's not one of the chosen, right? Right. He's not one of the politically chosen people. And he's a guy that doesn't need their money. He's a guy that has all kinds of, of things going on in his life. A, a beautiful company, a beautiful enterprise, and a terrific family. And, and you don't find anybody in his family that says anything you know nasty about him. And you don't even find people in this gigantic enterprise that he's got. You know, the troops used to love Grant. They loved Sherman, right? They used to talk smack about guys like Meade and others, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the funny connection is, is that Grant ended up using, you know, one of the heroes of the day at Gettysburg uh, by the name of Chamberlain. Grant used Chamberlain to accept the surrender from Lee. And when they, when they finally accepted the surrender a couple of years later. And all, all this comes around to we need people to rise up out of this country, leaders to rise up out of, you know, in this country and join the fight. Join, join where you're at, right? Fight where you're at because we don't know who you are right now. Nobody, you know, everybody knew Trump from his show, but nobody knew Trump as a, as a political leader. And Trump comes into the fray and he wins and they hated it. They hated right. it because their plan was eight years of Obama, eight years of Hillary. And you guys, you and I would not be having this conversation. We would not be having this conversation. 100 you would agree. be shut down. Agreed. The voices agree. that you represent would be shut down. And we cannot have that. We, you sacrificed, I sacrificed, and we know so many others have sacrificed and given their lives, people that you know, given their lives for this country. And, you know, and a guy like a, like a, a President Trump, and I don't want to make this all about him, but, but you, you have to say to yourself, why did they go after me so hard? Why did they go after a guy like Trump so hard? Because they, they cannot buy certain people. That's right. Okay? There's just a fiber that in, that exists in in uh, in some of us that you're just not going to buy. And you guys have it. You know what I'm talking about. You know mm -hmm. it. You know, and it's funny because in the military, in the military, you know, you go into an organization and you meet a, a great uh, a, a great platoon sergeant or a great first sergeant or a great sergeant major, and you're like, man, this guy. It doesn't matter who the leader is. That guy's never going to change. That that particular, you know, hardcore NCO is never going to change. And, and you need something, you go to that guy, and he's going to make sure it happens. You need to accomplish this mission, you go to that guy. He's going to make sure it happens. We, we need those type of people right now to emerge, right? Absolutely. Instead of waiting and going, well, geez, I, you know, and, and now I'm talking to the retired community, right? Instead of going, well, I retired. Hey, I retired, right? I retired. I could have gone, believe me, coming out of, coming out of the Defense Intelligence Agency, and, you know, and, and all the all the stuff that I, I had achieved up to that point, you know, go sit on some board of directors, go go work for some defense contractor was it was easy and, and it was an easy thing to do. You know, and I what did I do? I get involved in this craziness called politics and look at what happened to me. Right. Because I right. wasn't somebody who was going to be, uh, you know, somebody's boy. Right. Mm -hmm, I right. joke. I joke sometimes. I joke sometimes because it's from a, a high school friend of mine, uh, and he used to say he would he would point at some guy and he'd go, "Yeah, he's got a PhD," and and we would we would laugh about it and so what what PhD? You know, like what has he got a doctorate? He's a doctor? No, he's got a papa that has dough. That that was his <laughs> kind of euphemistic way of saying, you know, that guy's an ass kisser or something like that, right? Yeah. And and you know you run into that kind of stuff and you say, uh, and you know I'm I'm doing I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek here, but. 
because it, we are in a really, really serious time. You guys know this. You feel Absolutely. it. You feel it. Yeah, Your audience yes, feels it. Everybody in this country feels it. I mean, the, the symptom of discovering cocaine in the White House is a symptom, is a symptom. And I don't want, you know, they'll, they'll have, you know, everybody will talk about cocaine like we're talking about it right now and found in the White House. I mean, you know, give me a break. I mean, yeah. this, this is a symptom of a, of a much, much larger problem that we have in our government, okay? Not just inside the White House, although we know inside the White House, we have people who appear to have committed extortion, extortion of another foreign country, a foreign adversary to get money out of them. And you say, well, why aren't, why isn't anybody being held accountable? Right. Why, why, what, what is happening here? And, and frankly, you know, in the military, and I'll keep going back to, you know, as, as much as I can, mm -hmm. you know, if, if somebody screws up and I, and as a commander, you know, company commander on up, you know, we had some type of judicial authority, right? You had some type of UCMJ authority. Somebody yes, came into me and said, Hey man, you know, I, I go, Hey, you know, we just, you know, this happened. Somebody came up and goes, Hey, I, sir, I screwed up. You know, I, I should have done this. I'd say, you know what? Don't make that mistake again. Make a new mistake, because you know when we when it comes time to to uh, standing up for each other on the battlefield, you know I want you to I want you to to have that sort of aggressive smarts and initiative that you demonstrated screwing up, right? I want mm -hmm. you to have that. So learn from this, and you know come back tomorrow and do better, instead of like ruining somebody's career, right? Right. And to me, we we all make mistakes. Uh, and we have to learn from those mistakes. I'm, I'm one to, you know, I have made a lot of mistakes, but we want to learn Same. from those mistakes and we want to continue to be better. Our country is, is, is now experiencing this in a big way. And what I'm afraid of is that we're not learning from the mistakes that are being made. And, the, and some of these mistakes are egregious. And it doesn't mean that, you know, like the, the adage of forgive and forget, you know, I can, I can forgive but I won't forget. And some of the things that we forgive, they, they, they scream for accountability because you have to, you know, it's like, okay, you were late for formation three times. So what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you pull fire, fire watch, you know, for right. the, for the long weekend. Right. I mean, you're never going to be late again, or, or you're going to do something. You're going to be, you know, whatever little things that teach you, to, to remind yourself that you got to get up at five o'clock or four o'clock instead of, and, and, and get out to formation like everybody else, right? I mean, yes. it's those basic fundamentals of accountability. And when you get to the highest levels of our government, we are not doing that. And that, a lot of it's because, frankly, a lot of those people have never served in the military. They don't know what I'm, they, don't, they have no clue what I'm even talking about. But they do know when they've done something wrong. And, and many of them know that they've done something wrong. And the American people know that they've done something, you know, grossly wrong, grossly abusive of us, we the people. And all I want is I want our election system to be a fair election system, like a, like a, like a really good hard-fought boxing match or a good hard-fought game on a, on a field. And, the, you know, the better team wins the day. That's what I want our elections to be. I want the mm -hmm. I want the better candidate to win. I don't want the selected candidate to win because they're the ones that we own, and we can we can put he or she into office, and uh, and we're we're going to be fat, dumb, and rich, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
we we got to get our leaders that do exist to 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 understand that and make the fundamental changes that need to be made and it all comes back to the local level i i am adamant adamant about this idea about local action has a national impact and so the veterans that listen to this you know you, you can't retire you can't retire our country right now is actually is at such great risk and we need i mean i think the numbers you know don't hold me to it but the numbers are like 18 to 22 million veterans in this country okay too mm -hmm. many of them are homeless and we're pouring money into into uh ukraine, ukraine instead, of, yeah. instead of taking care of the 55,000 homeless that we have on the streets of america maybe more today but we have about 18 to 22 million veterans in this country and i'm thinking to myself god somewhere in there there's got to be you know a couple that are around the different states around in the different places of the country and and can stand up and say you know what? i got some leadership background and leadership experience and so i'm gonna i'm gonna go get involved in the in this local community in this school board right, right. i mean how many of, of us how many military veterans have been involved in training and I know training does, you know, training in the military doesn't always equate to education in the school, but but there's a lot of similarities there. It's dealing with people, it's yep. organizing the day, it's making sure people are learning. I mean, th there's a lot of, of similarities. It's it's that basic, you know. It's that basic that I forget the program that they used to have. Uh, it was a, uh, uh, you know, troops to teaching or something like that. You know, you, mm -hmm. you they were offering up if you wanted to go get your GI Bill and go get a teaching certificate. I mean, we don't even hear that kind of stuff anymore. We don't even hear, I mean, nobody's even talking about that kind of stuff. No. Never mind what our military is designed to do, it's supposed to be designed to do, is to be prepared for and fight and win our nation's wars. You guys are of the age, like, like me, where we've been participating in endless wars. And we, we love our buddies. We feel good about it, you know, the units that we were in. We got great camaraderie, great relationships, but we've seen... We've seen ourselves come and go in these endless wars where we get we get an A plus guys for participation points, but we get an F for winning. Okay. Right. And when people go, you know, we're you know, people people in most most Americans, 99% of Americans go, we're not at war. Well, you know what? We've yeah. been at war for 20 years. We actually have been at war since pr probably the beginning of the Vietnam conflict, almost straight. Right. Almost straight with a few short breaks you know when you go vietnam and then you go into uh uh the, the the desert shield you know not desert shield desert storm then you go into the whole the the drug wars in the in the in central america and south america and then you go into uh uh desert shield desert storm then you go into the breakup of yugoslavia the balkans then you go into 9 11. i mean it just goes on and on and we're just in the and now we're into eastern europe and we're talking about providing more troops more billions of dollars i mean where does it end when we start to say, look, let's actually focus on, 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 a, on a very clear objective. And I will tell you, because I've, uh, you know, we had this conversation with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Secretary Rumsfeld. Mm -hmm. We told him that if you told us that we were going to go to war and we were going to not come home until we won, we would have fought the war in Afghanistan and Iraq far differently instead of getting into the rotational mindset of, well, I got to go do my rotation. It's uh, my rotation, six months, mine's nine months. Some were a year, some were three months. And you guys saw a lot of TDYers, a lot of, 
you know, people would just show up, right? And they'd show up for 30 days and they'd leave. I mean, this is nuts. We, we cannot fight wars like that. If we're going to go to war, let's clear objective, let's win and get home. And, and once you start to do that, very few people will actually come in the arena and, and come against you because they're going to go, holy shit, these guys mean business. Right. 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 Well, so anyway, I'm on, I'm on a roll. <laughs> no, well, you're good. You know, what's crazy is we could win all that if it, uh, if we weren't handcuffed, right, General? I mean, it's like when we go over there, we're handcuffed by these politicians. Yeah. You know, in, in World War II, we weren't bombing the, uh, the, 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 the production factories, the war production factories of the, uh, of the Germans in, in Europe. And we weren't uh, destroying the war production factories of Japan. What were we doing? We were firebombing Dresden. We were firebombing the cities. We were, we were destroying the will of the population to continue to fight. And we were basically destroying their ability to fight. You know that I think that at the end of at the end of the war in Germany, the uh, the last month of, of tank production of the Germans is one of their highest months of tank production was at the end of the war because we weren't going after the the tools. We were going after the will and we were going after the will of the people. So the, the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, we weren't blowing up tank factories. We weren't blowing up the training camps. We were we were killing people, the citizens of those of those countries, because it was a it was a time when we were facing either the idea that Nazism, fascism, and imperialism was going to take over all of the world, right? I mean, Hitler Hitler's Hitler's vision was a was global domination right. by him, and we'd all be today we'd all be kneeling at the altar of of Adolf Hitler, of of certainly of of uh, Nazism and fascism, and look at what's rearing its head over in you Ukraine mean, right now, right? I mean, yeah, so. So there's a there is a component of warfare that that uh, and it's not you know they go well the generals they always want to fight bullshit you know I, I don't want to I don't want to do that I serve because my father served and my grand both my grandfathers served and so that was just like to me that was what I that's what I I felt like I was destined to do so I did and and but as I stand here today and talk with you guys and I reflect back on everything that I've learned. And and where our nation is at today, in domestically, we got some serious problems domestically. That if we don't get ourselves together, if we don't, you know, like like they say in the military, you're gonna you're gonna be pulled off the line, and you're gonna go back, and you're gonna rest, and you're gonna refit, and you're gonna reorganize, and then we're gonna put you back on the line again, right? So mm -hmm. our country, America, right now needs to be needs a refitting, and needs a reorgan a reorganizing, and the reorganizing is really it's not as as as, uh, as, uh, as as defining as what I'm talking about, but it's it's a re it's it really it's a redesigning of the way politics is in this country. The political class has completely destroyed the country. I mean, there, right. you, nobody can tell me that the political class has done a wonderful job with our country. Otherwise, you know, gas would be thirty-five cents right a gallon instead of. Four dollars a gallon in some in some places, or or a gallon of milk would be, you know, sixty cents instead of. Yeah. It's cost five dollars down the road here. I mean, this yeah. is nuts. So, um, so we would have a better. We'd be in a better place if our political class actually got their act together and actually demonstrated some leadership. 
And that's why I say, that's why I took you through the, the Mead at Gettysburg and the Grant at, at Vicksburg. Where is that leader? You know, who, and because and, to me, Trump is, is like that guy. He's like the guy that comes out of Vicksburg instead of the, the guy that stands there at Gettysburg close to Washington, D.C. and says, okay, look at what we did. And everybody felt good, but that war waged on for two more years. And it required a guy like Grant to come in and go, look, I don't, it's, at all costs, we're going to win. He was the guy that, that said, I know how to win this war, and it's going to come at this cost, but we're going to end it. And we're going to end it with victory, and we're going to end it with unification of this country. And he tells that to the president of the United States, Lincoln, at the time. And Lincoln agrees. And he goes, okay, thank God, you're my man. And mm -hmm. in a way, you know, the ordainment of, uh, of Donald Trump in 2016 uh, as president of the United States was, was really one of these sort of like, wow, out of left field, he won, right? Yeah. And I'm standing there with him. And now all of a sudden we, we find out that the battle's just beginning, okay? The that war for America's heart and soul is just beginning. Yeah. And it wasn't from China or wasn't from Russia. It was from internal. And it was a complete usurpation, meaning an undermining by, by, the, by the administration at that time in the, in the 2016 timeframe that did it. And we now know it. We now know it in spades. Yep. All you mm -hmm. got to go do is read the damn Durham report. Oh, listen yeah. to the Durham hearing. It's like incredible. It's incredible what these people did. And then they keep doing it. They keep going forward with the lie, right? And the mm -hmm. lie then, you know, begets another lie and he gets another lie. And, the, and then they have the, their, you know, their, their uh, minions in the, in the corporate media that just, you know, like parrots, right? Mm -hmm. And this is why I think, because there's veterans that, that have come after me a lot. Um, not a lot of veterans, but, but some veterans. And, and I'm like, you know, what, do you, what is it that you're missing? You know, what are you missing? I mean, you know, okay, you, you may not like what I say or you may like how I sound or like what I've done, but, you know, the fact that I get into the politics because people go, why are you getting into politics? Well, I mean, well, is there something wrong with that? I mean, you know, Eisenhower, right? George mm -hmm. Washington. I mean, let, let's, you know, don't, so don't bring that up, but you may not like what I believe in. I got that. But do you... Honestly, can you honestly, and this is for the more senior guys, there's a lot of senior officers that, that are, to me are, are showing their true colors by keeping their mouths shut and that are retired, that we have so much at stake and you can't sit there and go, ah, there's nothing going on. This is just politics as usual. You know, we'll, we'll get them in the next election. Who's that? Who, who's, you know, and are you kidding me? I yeah, mean, right. so Anyway, I, I don't have the solutions. Uh, what I do know is that I will, you know, I am driven by, by uh, my, own, um, my own experiences. I'm driven by my family. I'm driven by my faith. I'm driven by my, and when I say my family, I'm driven by the fact that I have kids and grandkids. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that, um, you know, if my generation, and I'm a generation ahead of you guys, if my generation doesn't fix this, then you're screwed. And your children are screwed. And your children, if you've got kids, you know, are, would be my grandchildren, maybe even my great-grandchildren. Um, so my generation, it's my generation right now that's going to have to fix this because we screwed it up. We right. screwed it up because we were lazy and apathetic. And we just kept saying, ah, oh, those politicians, they're all corrupt. And then we just kept voting them in. Right? Exactly. And we've been doing this for Absolutely. 30, for a generation. We've been doing it for a generation. And that generation, you know, a generation is anywhere from about, you know, let's just say 30 to 40, 45 years, right? 
So for the last 30 to 45 years, my generation has been saying, ah, those bums, those bums, those bums. And we and they and there's more of them. <laughs> we you know, we put in more of them, or we've allowed them to continue on because nobody else wants to stand up and go. You know what? I'm going to run. Trump did. And we should right. give him credit for that. If for nothing else, Trump. And he wants to run again. Trump, and he wants to run again. Talk about a guy that has so many other things that he could do. Right. And just go off and play golf if nothing else. Right. He didn't he have to do it. Put himself into the fire. I mean, talk about walking on on coals. Jesus. I mean, whatever. No, I yep. go ahead, Chris. No, I was saying he didn't have to do it. You were correct, General. He did not have to. And um, um, you know, he reminds me of General. We talk about on the show all the time. Jehu in the Bible was a political outsider, right? Yeah. He was a political outsider, and he too went in and got rid of Jezebel and all of them. He went to war with the swamp at that time, yeah. too. Yeah. A lot yeah. of similarities. There's a lot I of mean, similarities. And I, and I and I I appreciate that because you know we are we actually need a like a wartime leader right now. We do. Because we're 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 not only at war with with uh with adversaries, you know, overseas still because of competing ideologies, but we're at war with ourselves right now. That's clear. And so the, the idea of, of a wartime leader is somebody who is who, who, who rises to the occasion and has the courage, you know, uses makes the decision to be courageous and gets involved in things that 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 are absolutely detrimental to the survival of our country and makes decisions, you know, like a like other presidents. We've had other presidents and Lincoln, you know, when people ask me who's your favorite president of all time, it's Lincoln, Lincoln for sure, because I mean, it's amazing what that guy was able to uh, to do and the really difficult decisions that he made to keep the country together when everybody around him was saying, you know, let's let's break it. You know, we, let's have let's have a north and a south. Why not? Right. And he was able to hold it together. And, and look at what happened to him. He lost his life because of it. He was killed. Mm -hmm. And um, so. I say I say it like this, Chris, that uh, because I live this in the in the persecution that I went through, you know, it's Psalm 23. Yea, that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Right. And, you know, so, and that's that's pretty close. But but that Psalm is where America is at. That valley, that shadow that we are we are living in that, you know, valley of the shadow of death right now. We're not on the on the edge of the cliff looking over into the valley or on the precipice we're in the valley mm -hmm. and now what we have to do is we have to find like i was able to do and i would i did it through primarily my faith and my family and what i call true friends because true friends come to you when you're in the worst of times and i lost a lot of friends believe me and and uh or i saw the i saw the reality of what friendship actually means but what we have to do as americans now we have to understand that this is where we're at and and when we look out, when we look to, you know down the down the end of the valley, we look down the end of that long corridor, that dark corridor filled with shadows. Part of what we have to do is we have to accept that the idea that this country was built on Judeo-Christian principles and values, and we have to be fearless about those values. We have to be fearless about our about our faith. But we also have to understand that there's there's light at the end of that tunnel, but but who's shining it, right? Because because mm -hmm. the stark reality is that evil exists on this planet, Absolutely. and so. 
is there, you know, is there an evil that's shining a light and saying, come toward me and I'll take care of all your needs? Or mm -hmm. is there another light at the end of that valley that says, this is a light that requires sacrifice, okay? Yep. And, to, and to not get, you know, crazy, uh, you know, biblical, because I always get in trouble when I do. That That's okay. That's, that's what freedom requires, right? I mean, the phrase, you guys know it, freedom isn't free. The sacrifice for this country is a daily event. And, you know, because I, I've talked about the, the Civil War. I mean, we're talking 655,000 died during the Civil War. More people That's died wild. in the Civil War than all other wars combined that the United States of America have been involved in. Most people don't know that. That number of one war that lasted just a few years, right, combined of all other wars, the number of losses, the number of dead. And so so our the idea of sacrifice is a it's an American thing, right? And, and it's part of it's actually part of the American dream because if you want the American dream, if you want the house with the white picket fence, it just doesn't, you know, you don't go sprinkle fairy dust and poof, it's all there, right? You gotta work for it. You yep. gotta you gotta go earn. You know, you got to go earn the money. You got to work hard. It might take you 20 years. It might take you 30 years. It might take you a lifetime to where you achieve it. And the American dream isn't isn't more wealth. It's not more power. The American dream is being satisfied with who you are and what you have in life and being a good person and being uh, someone who believes in the golden rule, right? Treat others like you'd like to be treated. And and you have a, maybe a, you have a, a family that loves you, right? I mean, right. that's that's powerful. That's power all by itself. Absolutely. And uh, so anyway, I just, you know, I, I get I, I I'm I'm very serious about what's happening to this country right now. And I want people to get involved. I, I nobody can sit this one out. Nobody. No, no and that's, agreed. That's kind of how we felt, uh, you know, and that's kind of why we started this. And I mean, we've been following you for a long time and we know what it, how the importance of this information war and, and what it entailed. And that's that's just the next that was one of the steps. And now it's just I feel like we're entering into this new step where things need to be done about it, because like you said, I mean, over 70 percent potentially um, believe that something went wrong with the election. Right. And, 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 I, I, and I, that 70 percent is not for your audience. Right. It's not mega people. It's right. All Americans, mm -hmm. which is which is huge. So like at some point we got to do something and. um and obviously we'll continue to do what we need to do. And the leadership that is out there, we, we highly appreciate your leadership as well uh, throughout this whole uh, war that we're going through, because whether people like to believe it or not, uh, this is wartime. This is wartime and yeah. it's, it's yeah. each and every day, each and every day. Yeah. I mean, and, and uh, anyway, I, I just, I could go on and on. I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I appreciate your audience. Mm -hmm. I appreciate your service. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and I just ask for, for, you know, people out there to just say a few prayers, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, I, I don't have the answer, right? I don't know what the outcome is going to be, you know, and a lot of people, and, and I, I, uh, my middle name is Thomas and my mother named, and I'm one of nine children. So my mother told us that she named us first name and middle name. And all of us are named after saints, right? And she told us that she named us first and middle based on how she carried us for the nine months of the pregnancy. 
and I was born on Christmas Eve. And, uh, and my mother said that while I was going, while she's going through delivery, that I was like fighting, like to not, you know, not come into the world. Right. And she had already been through a miscarriage prior. And so she names me Michael because she, because like she, during the pregnancy, she felt like I was constantly fighting. Like I was like, mm. I probably moved around a lot. Right. <laughs> and then at the end, she doubted whether I was going to come out. And when they thought about this is the way my mother was, I mean, she's a brilliant, brilliant lady. And, and she's deceased now, but she's a wonderful person, a wonderful woman, tough as nails. And so she named me Thomas for my middle name. And that fits me, boy, to a T. I mean, and that's probably why I get into the intel world. You know, you always have doubts about things, right? Yeah. And I, so I, I have doubts sometimes about whether or not what I'm doing is the right thing. And, but I know that, that I, I know that standing up and fighting for something that I believe in is the right thing. Mm -hmm. And on a daily basis, you know, you get up and you prioritize your life. You got to go through your to-do list or whatever, you know, I got a, I got a honeydew or I got something to do. Right. And, uh, and you go and do it, you know, and you live through that day and you you appreciate the fact that you're able to live, live through a day because there's a lot that have a lot of, a lot of people and friends that we know that have not, um, and still struggle and we're able to get through that. So I, what I ask for is really everybody to really rethink what their purpose in life is, you know, cause I say that the, that the destiny of America is, go, is going to be decided on what you do today, right? right? What you, and now I'm talking to every single individual in your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Not just you guys. It's what, that's what the destiny of America will be is what you decide to do today for the future, going into the future. Because if everybody looks at themselves and says, geez, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to do this. Right? You know, and I, I already, I already serve. Right. And I've, I've, you know, let some, let somebody else do it. Then it won't happen. It won't happen. Right. And, and actually the funny thing about being in the military is you're kind of taught that like if all else fails, it's, you know, it's the whole chain of command thing. You know, you lose the, you lose the, the captain, the Lieutenant takes over the Lieutenant, you lose the Lieutenant, right. the Sergeant takes over that you lose the Sergeant, the corporal takes over so, un, until you have nothing left. And mm -hmm. now the, now the private, you know, the, the, and the, when the private takes over, he emerges and he goes, you know, who's with me? And he looks around, nobody, you know, and sometimes all it takes is one, right? All it takes is one. Absolutely. And that one person is, is I think, who this country is looking for to, uh, to rise. And, and for now, for now, in the, in the immediate, in the sort of the tactical sense, uh, that right now is, Don, to me, is Donald J. Trump. And they are going to do everything they can to put that man into jail. Right. And it's just insane. No, and, and it is I, insane. So, anyway, I, like I said, I could go on and on. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. Appreciate your audience. And uh, and uh, and uh, thanks for letting me for letting me spew today. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, sir. No General, worries. I would. I gotta say this. I I thank you. I know uh, we we both know the sacrifices you made. I know when Trump asked you. Um, you know, a lot of men would have just said, nope, I don't want to deal with that because I think you knew what they were going to try and do to you. Yeah. And uh, you you stood in the in the gap. And I know a lot of Americans probably still don't realize that, but we do. And we just thank you for everything that you did, all the Absolutely. sacrifices you made, everything you went through. 
Um, and we just need more people like that to step up and and do the right thing. I mean, otherwise, you're right. We're not going to have a country. Our kids are not going to have a country. Our grandchildren aren't going to have a country. So yeah. thank you. Thank you very yes, much sir. for everything you did. I well, appreciate you saying that, Chris. I, I really, really, uh, it's, it's, you know, we, we have to maintain our self, you know, our own self, who we are, right? We've got to maintain a, uh, I mean, the, the, the strength of, of an American is our humility as well as our uh, desire to fight for our freedom. But we always maintain a level of humility. You know, that's that's why, you know, like we're not, you know, like overseas, they'll, they'll describe the arrogant American. Most Americans aren't like that. You know, the arrogant no. American is, is, is literally the arrogant American. It's just some jerk that goes, you know, and, and tries to be all that. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's really about uh, staying humble, but also standing up for what we believe in. And to me, that's those are two components of my life that, uh, you know, that's what I was taught as a kid. And uh, and I had a good, good, uh, you know, tough upbringing, but a good upbringing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Absolutely. it's it's amazing that uh, you see videos and people talk about this country. Yeah, like, why would you fly that flag nowadays? And it's like this country gave us all opportunity. Right. And and not only that, it's, like you said, it's based off of of certain values, and it gives you it gives you freedom. I mean, people fought for yeah. that. So the the fact that people will stomp on that, it uh, it blows my mind. But then the youth isn't. Uh, what they used to be. Um, they need better we're, leadership. We're going to be a joint operation because you guys got your, you got your Marine uh, Alpha back there, uh, Israel <laughs> and Chris. You got your Air Force colors back there a little bit. So here's our here's my uh, ah, right on, right on, uh, right on. Chris will have to make you one of these flags. Yeah, we got to get the Navy. We got to we got to find uh, find where they're at first. They're probably at the club or something. <laughs> okay, guys, I got to go. Yes, sir. Thank you so much to your audience. Thank you, guys. God bless you, and uh, and uh, and keep keep fighting a good fight. Okay. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, sir. You, sir. Right. you know, in that interview, I mean, he mentioned a lot of good things, Israel. Um, mm -hmm. That you know, we definitely have to. A lot of people have to step up. I still see so many people in this country. They're good about talking about the things that are going on, but like, what are you? What action are you taking now? We took the action. The only action we knew to take. At the time, it was to use our voice, you know, the voice right. that the, the the government is going out of its way to silence. And it's for a reason, because if we can't use this and and speak truth to power and talk about the things that are wrong in this country, nobody's going to know. So, you know, so many people I hear complaining, like, what are you doing at your local, like you said, at the local level? What are you doing to help take back this country? Are you armchair quarter, you know? armchair quarter QB in this thing and you're just complaining about everything that's going on. Are you taking some action? Are you getting out in your community? Are you having the conversations that nobody wants to talk about? Even though people might look at you like you're crazy. Are you having those conversations right. to help wake people up and help us figure out how we write the ship, how we write the wrongs and take it all back? Absolutely. And that's, that's just it too. And the fact that he threw out that number, like over 70% of, people not mega yes. people of people yes. that feel that something is wrong with what happened in 2020 i mean that just goes to show you just over the last two years and everything that's came out i mean because i guarantee you it wasn't 70 percent at the beginning right and now they're starting to see the illegit the how 
illegitimate this whole residency is and yeah. how they stole it and how it's just so it, that was weird my screen was black for a second mine went yeah you froze you went hey <laughs> <laughs> um so it's it's good to see that people are starting to understand it and and we're reaching a point you know and i do believe we're being brought to that brink of destruction mm -hmm. i do but we also need to take action as individuals in this country because you can't expect everybody to fight your battles for you right you nope and don't get me wrong i will 100 say you know me chris you know we've relied on god for pretty much everything at this point you know each and every day we give him thanks we believe we have received we proclaim it we bring it in and, and and things happen and and god can continue to do that for not only us or you but for this country as a whole and it's just yeah. it's so important to you know he's talking about like his his faith is important to him and that's just it too the faith of this country was important to god but we broke that covenant we fell asleep and got comfortable and stopped using our faith and now we're all starting to learn because in darkness faith grows and despair faith grows so as we get closer to destruction our faith is growing um and are, are re relying on god more and i think that's huge but then again um you know it says in the bible that the holy spirit was sent to guide us yes and this is a time right now that we all need to be guided because just like he said he's made mistakes well guess what i've made tons of mistakes tons do do i you know do i I don't remember who I used to be because I've changed so much. And, you know, same with you, Chris, and all that. Like, we've changed so much over the past 10 years um, just as individuals. Mm -hmm. So to see if he can do that for you, I mean, the Holy Spirit can guide you to do it for the nation. And, you know, I know we got that leader, Trump, and uh, it's a lot of good stuff. It's, it's, it's good and it's encouraging. It's just... Um, complaining will never get you anywhere i ain't no. gonna do nothing nope and neither is uh i like that he said the 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 arrogant american right and there are a lot of people out here you know we've talked about it lately they beat we beat our chests right about how free we are and we're the meanwhile it's it's pride now there that's i take pride in my country i love my country i love i love everybody in it you know this isn't the enemy does a great job of trying to pit us against each other. The puppet masters, they love nothing more than to watch us rip each other apart while they sat back and got rich and, you know, and, you know, and gain more power. But what, it, why is pride the ultimate sin when it, you know, we can be too prideful as a country. Uh, just like, you know, we've talked about many times in the show, the Israelites did the same thing. They rose in defiance after the, they were attacked by the Ben Haddad, right? They rose in right. defiance instead of turning back to God. They rose in defiance. We did the same thing after 9-11. Pride, it's amazing. We just had Pride Month. Pride is, to me, the ultimate sin. Why? Because it's what, what caused Satan to fall? Pride. Mm -hmm. Pride. What does pride do? Pride, it, you lie to yourself. It keeps you from being honest to yourself. It keeps you from humbling yourself Correct. this nation has been prideful this nation went all over the world prideful and um we need to be humbled 
We need Absolutely. to allow ourselves to be humbled, to admit that we did it wrong. Like he said, the general, we fell asleep at the wheel. We mm -hmm. did it wrong. Let's admit that. And let's all come together and figure out how we are going to fix it together. Not Republican, Democrat, Americans. Absolutely. That's how we man. do it. That's how we do it, man. And uh, I think I think it can be done. And I just hope more and more people just speak truth to power. That's all God wants us to do. Yeah. It's yeah. speak the truth, man. And, and, and come back together, people. Yeah. Build yeah. your communities, you know, be a leader. <laughs> yeah. Be a leader. And if you ain't going to lead, get out of the way and follow. Yeah. Know? Lead, follow, or get out of the way. Like, so, we don't have time, man. We got a country to save. We have criminals, criminals running our country. They're not even trying to hide it anymore. And no. people are still, I tell, we talk about all the time, they just walk around like everything is awesome. I mean, just just this, I mean, just take the whole cocaine thing for an example. Yeah. The, the media has done everything to discredit it and keep changing the story. Yep. A new headline comes out every couple hours with a new detail about the location of what happened it started off in the you know in the like uh what do they call it what do you call it the i big, can't remember the room the oval office or the west wing or yeah somewhere been, in the west wing everywhere. and then it now it, it's like it's somewhere where now the the people could get to and it's like okay so now it's just no. it's got legs you really think visitors made it through security with a dime bag of cocaine? If yeah, you no. believe that, America, you and that's the it. thing, the media, <laughs> you yeah, the media knows no. they knows they know they have so many people still sound asleep, right? That they can sell you that garbage, just like they can sell you the garbage. Uh, what is it? Washington Post. It's high, it's highly unlikely that the the person that brought the cocaine will ever be found. How? With the security right. at the White House, how is that even remotely possible, Israel? Unless, like Dan Bongino said, unless you are somebody who doesn't have to go through all those security measures to get into the White House. Who it was Joe. Be? Who would that be? It was one of them. I'm just telling you, we've all seen the video. Jill, Jill looked like she was on something for a minute. Just, and then you yeah. see you see your boy go right behind mama and do a little button, little tootski. I mean, one little yeah. tootski. <laughs> Obviously, he was coked out. Like, it's 100% obvious. Yeah. Uh, whether Joe was, I don't know, but they were all sweating bullets no matter what. It looked like Jill could have just been nervous yeah. the whole time because she knew, you know? Yeah. Like, this was stupid. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, what a what a... What a smart thing to do. Let's bring Hunter up there. Yeah. Let's bring him to live in the White House. Makes Who sense. are you? Makes sense. No, just a bunch I love of how idiots. I love how the media attempted to spin it and try and lay the blame on Don Jr. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you fall for that, I don't know what to tell you. I, I really don't know what don't. to tell you either, man. But man, oh man, Israel, what an interview. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. We highly appreciate it again. Uh, yes. Hopefully general. we can hopefully we can chat it up with them again someday yeah, in the future. Yeah, that yeah, would be no awesome. Doubt. No doubt, no so, doubt, uh, no doubt. Obviously, yep. next uh Monday, Monday will be me and Chris. Uh Tuesday morning afternoon at eleven AM Central will be on Julie Green's show. And then Tuesday, are we still doing a show Tuesday night, right? A uh, Jace. Yeah. 
All right. Yes. And then Thursday, that Thursday, we got Bull Polney coming on. Uh, so we got a lot of, we got, a, we're going to have a lot of fun next week, uh, next week. So yeah, make sure you hit that follow button and, uh, like the broadcast. We highly appreciate it if you like the content. And, uh, before we get out of here, Chris, you got anything else you want to say? No, God bless everybody. Uh, you know, just thank you for sticking with us through all this. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're the battle, we're in that final battle. You know, we started this almost two years. We're coming up on two You're years. You're gonna be now. happy. You're gonna be very happy. We started this two years ago because we were just two guys who were tired of being censored. Um three platforms just, later. Yep. And we just wanted to speak <laughs> truth to power, you know. And uh, I hope more and more people find the courage to speak out. Yeah. Don't, I don't care. You understand? I don't care. Like, and I'm not saying to be, I'm not arrogant. I just, I don't care if you believe what I say. I told you, I would rather you take what we say and go do your own research. Right. Go do your own research. Yeah. But um, just God bless all of you for sticking with us. I mm-hmm. hope you have a fabulous, fabulous weekend. Mm. Absolutely. All right. We'll talk to you guys later.